1: Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hi, Liz. I get to see Allison's face for the first time (laughs) in a year and a half. I'm excited about that. We are lucky enough to have our friend, Ivan Drury, senior manager of the Insights Division at Edmonds on the show. Hello, Ivan.
0: Hey, thanks for having me back.
1: Well, we wish you were in the studio with us, but no, wait. We wish we were with you in Hawaii.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie. Even though it's five o'clock in the morning, it's still gorgeous.
1: <laughs> oh, well, then you get to you get to see the sunrise. So that's always exactly. nice. All right. I've, before we get all of the phone calls in the universe, I want you to answer a question for me. We had some callers the other week, and they talked about how surprised they were that the car they had didn't have a spare tire. And, of course, they the people that called in revealed this at an inopportune moment. So, you know, that's the thing now. Everybody take notice. You know, you may not have a spare tire, but what I want to know is, is there a place for you to put a spare tire in the newest cars that are coming out?
0: So this is kind of one of those things that's been happening in the industry for a little while. And people only find out, of course, at the absolute worst time when when they're digging in their trunk looking for that spare, even a space saver spare. Um, this is one where sometimes there will still be the cutout. But in its place, you'll find there's a bunch of foam packaging and a tire repair kit, or maybe you don't have any at all because you have run-flat tires. Um, hopefully, if you have the run-flat tires, the, you know the light has gone on your dash telling you, hey, you got a flat, get this repaired. But for some vehicles now, you are basically... You know, up to your own devices when it comes to will I have to go out and purchase a spare? And some people do. Like, they'll go out and buy like a space saver spare. They'll get a jack. They'll get all the necessary stuff because they just don't want to have to deal with trying to repair their tire on the side of the road. And honestly, I mean, it's going to be shocking for some people like how difficult it can be, uh, especially if they know how to change a tire because that to them is so much easier.
1: Well, Mm. we live in. Mississippi, and I, su- mm-hmm. I suppose if you were lived in a more populated area, to get Honda assistance or AAA to come out and, and fix you, that might be nothing. But uh, you know, my kid was driving back from the middle of nowhere and and you know got a flat, and it, it, if uh, you need uh, assistance with your car then that also counts as a ding as a claim on your insurance so uh, i don't I, that was one of the things that caused us to get our honda civic in 2017 is we wanted to make sure that we had a spare tire but that ever buyer beware
0: Definitely do your research first. And honestly, we do track that. Like It's one of those data fields that comes through. And every year we see an increasing share of vehicles that do not have definitely full size. I mean, those are definitely going out their way unless you are getting a pickup or a full-size SUV where the weight's not going to matter. And, you know, one of the automakers, the reasons why they do this is to save weight, styling of the vehicle, the underbody, hybrids need space for batteries, you know, all these other rationale. But, you know, for sheer convenience. Yeah, it's definitely much more convenient for those freak incidents where you actually need one to actually have one. But we are seeing that automakers are slowly but surely eliminating, you know, that nicety.
1: Well, as much as I want to ask you all the dozens of questions I have, we're a call-in show. So we're talking with Edmunds Senior Manager of Insights, Evan Drury. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org you can ask about the 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 website and all the great reviews that Edmonds have and allison is here with your uh, repair questions let's go to the phones and talk with jackie from
2: waynesboro jackie
1: thanks so much for calling into autocorrect today what's your comment or question
2: uh, I have a I have a problem and um I'm having trouble. They're passing me from one person to another. What I've got is a Honda, two thousand fifteen C R V. I don't have a sunroof, but I've got a I keep seeing a water circle on the driver's side just about where your um your windshield comes to the top. And it meets the, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's above your steering wheel. And I have another one now. So I started going to, I talked to my mechanic. He told me to go to a body shop. The body shop said go to the glass shop. The glass shop I just finished and there's no leak around the windshield. So I'm going to go to the dealer now, are those leaks that hard to detect because there's no loose rubber, there's nothing split, there's nothing broke, I don't see anything, the only last thing I've got to do is go to the dealer. And are are those leaks, I've never had a leak in a car, and like I said, this is a 2015, uh, and it shouldn't be, of course, I don't know what the problem is, Uh, are those leaks that hard to detect? It seems like nobody can find it. I would be
3: curious about the the windshield person that said it's not leaking on the windshield. You can't tell unless you take the windshield off. If Mike, my friend Mike, is listening in, our our local windshield repair buddy, uh-huh. uh, maybe he can um, call in and 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 say something about that. But I would kind of be curious if maybe the windshield does need to be taken off and and resealed. But like I said, I don't see how they could have told whether the windshield was leaking or not without taking it
2: off
4: Well, they, uh, for they sure, did a, but, what
2: they call a water test. But when you look at the water rings, it looks like it's coming in from that, that bar that goes from across the top all the way to the back. It, it looks like it's coming in from the door. That's where it sort of angled at. But, you know, the wind can blow it up that high from the windshield. I understand that could, that could be affected that way and uh i'm wondering if there's a little drain up there that could be stopped up with something that's not letting the water run down or i i i just don't know um but they they said they did a water test and they said it wasn't the windshield so mm, okay I'll, um i'm not sure if,
3: the, if there's a drain there for uh rainwater to to go from the top of your car and and through your car um that that is something like a a body shop it seemed like they would be able to figure out, so
2: well, I talked to I know, a, a body what's shop what's in on? Laurel, and they said that they did not do leaks. And so the, my next thing to do is to go to the dealer. Of course, now they tried to t- sell me a new vehicle, so I wouldn't have to leak it <laughs> <before> naturally.
5: <laughs>
2: I said, "No, I've got this baby paid for. So we're gonna fix it." So <laughs> it just—it's just hard to tell, you know. According to what it looks, looks like it's coming up above the door and not the windshield. I but,
3: would take it to a different body shop. And or you know call first and ask them about your problem. I, you um, know, I I try I try a different. One. That one may not check or do leaks, but another one might, and can yeah. kind of maybe figure that out. Another thing is like maybe Google the problem and see if, if this is a common problem with this particular CRV. Okay. And, What's you know, that website that you like? CarComplaints.com. It it may car or may complaints. not be on that. Okay. But a, car complaints. CarComplaints.com oh. is um it's where people put in reviews of cars and problems they've had, and it also lists uh, NHTSA problems that are that have been um told to the government about the cars, and so that's listed on there too. So it's a, that's a wealth of information on CarComplaints.com. It may or may not have. That on there, but I mean, I would for sure like Google it. I'm not real sure, as I'm not. I'm only so much familiar with with CRVs. I I generally, you know, I deal with like the engine problems and uh, checking engine well, lights stuff like I, yeah, that. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of didn't know who to go to, and I said, "Well, the car lady's gonna know. She can point me in the right direction." So. I, I try. I'm sorry. I, I'm
3: not. You know, for sure, I don't have a, a a for sure hard answer to that. Well, good luck,
1: Jackie. We hope that you get that all settled out. Let's go now to Pontotoc and speak with Deborah. Oh, Deborah, we're so glad you've called in to AutoCorrect today. We're excited to have Allison in the studio and Ivan Drury from Edmunds.com
6: on by Skype. What's your
1: comment or question?
6: First, I want to thank you for the show. I listened faithfully. I I learned so much. My question is, yesterday I took my 2015 Subaru Outback in for an oil change and when I left, I heard I hear a racket, and it's it's jerking. So I immediately turned around and went back in, and I said, something's wrong. Well, they pulled it back in, and, and he comes back, and he says, I'm so sorry. Um, the young guy drained, new guy drained the transmission instead of the oil. So they had to go find oil for my Subaru, and my question is... Did that damage the transmission? I, after he refilled it, I drove home and it seemed fine. Um, we've got a gasp. Both of them. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's so
5: bad. Me,
3: I was gasping too. I think I would not let that guy work for me. But so. Um, <laughs> Wow, I don't know how he managed to do that. The drain is different. They're not the same. One's like a bolt, the other is like a hex or just it's just, just set up different. Um anyway, well, you may get lucky and it didn't do anything and you caught it so fast and came right back that it didn't burn up anything. So, um you may you may be okay. So, but um definitely what I would do is make sure that it's documented what happened I'd get it in paper or on email or something like that and that way if you do have a problem soon or you know you know within an uh, understandable amount of time that that you can go back and have them fix it if something if something was to happen so that um, you should not have a problem with your transmission for years. So if something happened like in a year or less or so, I would definitely make sure, make sure it's documented so you can go back and say, hey, this, this is what happened to it. You need to fix it. So,
6: yeah. sorry well, that happened. <laughs> to top it all off, he added oil. You know, he hadn't drained the oil, but he added oil. So it was, they had uh, to oh. re-drain it, you know, redo the oil change. It was insane. I was just sick. Yikes. Yikes. D- did
3: you get documentation
6: on all this? Is this all documented? What happened? I would he, make sure. He had to call in to his higher-ups to t- tell about it to be able to refund my money. I had already paid for the service job. So that,
3: no, that's not enough. Yeah, I would I would make sure that, you know that and tell them that's as, it, it, why you're doing it. You want documentation of the thing that they did. So you want in their records and you want your own record for it. So make make sure it in case you have a problem cuz overfilling the engine can cause problems too. So that may not become apparent until later possibly and or you may or you may get lucky and it didn't it didn't do anything since it was so so quickly that you got back. So, yeah, I would um, make, just make sure you have documentation and that that is in their records too.
1: Goodness, oh. De- Deborah, you you are in our prayers, and we're so excited <laughs> that you are a faithful listener. Thanks for calling in. All right, thank you so much. If you've got a question, don't forget you can email us auto at online dot org. We're talking about our with our friend from Edmonds, the holder of vehicle knowledge is your car under recall we've got a list of ones that are in fact let's go to one email real quick before we take our break Uh, Allison we got one just one this in this morning and I think I've heard you mention it before so let's see what you have to say to, to Sophie she bought a, a Chevrolet Malibu at 50,000 miles and now it, oh, she bought it, uh, it has 150,000 miles now. She's never changed the transmission fluid. The mechanic says now it's too late, mm-hmm. that it will release contaminants into the system. What is your recommendation?
3: Um, so it's, um what he, I, I'm not real sure why he said that um, What he may be talking to Is if you did a flush You don't want to do a flush On a transmission um, I, We really need a transmission guy If anyone's listening <laughs> We have been trying since we started To get a transmission person Everyone we know is too busy um cuz I I only know so much about transmissions. I generally, you know, just know how to drain and fill the fluid. Now, when you do a drain and fill, which is what I would recommend for a transmission service for anyone, you want to do it generally every 50,000 miles and whether it's been done or not, you want to do it. And and you can do the filter too if you if you want to uh, go ahead and take that step to change the filter and drop the pan, but you're only changing out like half the fluid or a little less than half the fluid when you do that. It doesn't send contaminants all over the place. It it cleans it. It you know it 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 it's good it's good to do that for your fluid because as your fluid gets old, it. Um, you know, it can it, it as it condensates it gets a little water in it, gets old, it gets debris in it, and these things kinda it makes it where it doesn't flow as good and it'll heat up a little bit and you know, as as the parts wear, you know, you you know, and it just helps keep your keeps your transmission cooler and every and your pressures correct in it. So it's still good to go ahead and do what's just called a drain and fill, but not a flush. You know who who
1: would who would ever do a flush?
3: See, that's where we need a transmission guide because okay. <laughs> I've actually heard different things about it. I've heard never do a flush because it it pushes contaminants and it, it'll clog up your filter. I've heard that. Um. So okay. Drain and fill, though. Drain and drain and fill, and in in a extra preventive measures to go ahead and do the filter too and drop the, and drop the pan. But at least a a drain and fill. So all right. And we will email
1: Sophie back where we let her know where she can hear her answer on this podcast in case she's not listening right now. We're talking with our friend from Edmonds, the holder of vehicle knowledge. Is your car under recall? We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
7: I'm Scott Simon. If you've raised children, you know the best way to address fear is with truthful information, calmly and comfortingly delivered. That's what NPR News always tries to do in times of crisis, too. That old car in your driveway can actually help us. By donating it to this station, you'll turn your car into more solid information brought to you by voices you trust. Here's how.
0: Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org.
1: Listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the Lady Auto Mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, please find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. The recalls this week, um, the recall affects the emergency jacks of model year 2020. 20- 20 and 2022 Encore GX and 2021-22 Trailblazer vehicles. The resolution is pretty clear. Dealers will replace the Jack for free. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall, and inputting your VIN Number or find their safer car app. We're talking today with our Edmonds vehicle information guy, Ivan Drury, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Uh, Ivan, tell us something about some of the, the newest vehicles. I saw on Edmonds' Twitter account that y'all have a podcast, Road Noise, on your website, and it was talking about the return of small trucks. I think we may have even talked about some of the trucks on on this show before. (laughs) Uh, Tell us about some of the the new 2022 vehicles.
0: Yeah, uh, so when it comes to small trucks, I mean, we're talking about vehicles that haven't been in the market for over a decade, right? Like, you cannot get an actual compact pickup truck in forever and the thing is is that people still want them people still love them so we have kind of two polar opposite entrants coming to the market there's the ford maverick which is going to launch as base model a hair under 20k as a hybrid front wheel drive so this is definitely not your compact truck of you know yesteryear and it's going to get about 40 miles to the gallon so again nothing like compact trucks back in the days it's also a unibody again nothing like the old trucks Uh, there's another vehicle it's the uh, hyundai santa cruz and that too is a unibody pickup it's more of like a Subaru Baha back in the days if if anybody remember it was one of those things where it's got the really small bed like a four and a half four foot bed in the back and it's you know it's got a more interesting kind of uh, look whereas the Maverick's got something a little more traditional Maverick's also built on that bronco sports platform, so it might be kind of familiar to some people who've seen those new little broncos running around they're um they're going to be interesting to say the least, because there's a lot of people who have been clamoring for cheap trucks for quite some time. I and know on our show,
1: we we just... definitely have had listeners who <laughs> who want a, a a truck you could stand and reach into <laughs> and put yeah. something in the truck. Uh, we have a a guy Auto uh, uh, Casey Casey Williams, and we do some of it, we feature a car review, and he has a video. And you know some of these truck, the the back of the truck. It's taller than he is. And, you know, if, you, uh, if you're a non-six-foot person, you can't even reach into the back.
0: Yeah, if you're height challenged, uh, it's it's definitely an issue. And honestly, yesterday I, I got a flat in my road bike while I was riding out here in Hawaii and uh wife came to pick me up. I had to throw all my stuff in the back, which was fun, but at the same time I'm jumping up and down in and out of the, the bed of the, the truck and you know, for some people like they're just it's not as fun. It's you're not as mobile anymore. So you are getting a bit older and it's like you just want a usable bed that's easy to get in and out of and it's like unless you're willing to pay for that high trim level truck like a large like an f-150 or even a denali gmc of 1500 where they've got these trick beds that like have ladders essentially on them too um it's just it's like too much money right i mean for something that you think should be so basic so thankfully with the maverick i mean it's going to have that much much lower ride height overall and then on top of that those rails on the sides aren't going to be so high that you won't be able to do those things they're just so much easier in a compact truck and again you know i don't know how bad parking issues are out there but for anybody who's living in the more suburban the, like the, or, the urban environment or like the deeper cities and stuff having this as an option is going to be a miracle um because those large trucks parking them in town is quite the hassle
1: We've got Shirley called in from Starkville. Shirley, thanks for holding on. What's your comment or question for AutoCorrect today?
4: My comment is I appreciate your program. (laughs) It's so refreshing to hear uh, an auto uh, mechanic uh, program that um, women are (laughs) at the controls. Uh, And uh, my question is, Is is there a rule of thumb for determining when it's time to get an entire um, windshield when there's been a ding or whether just to get the ding repaired? Uh, My windshield has a ding that's about the size of a nickel.
3: Okay. Um yeah, you can just get um a windshield repairman out to just they'll they'll fill in, they'll drill a little hole in the center of that and put this solution in there that will keep it from more than likely keep it from spreading so that way you don't have to replace the whole windshield. Um I'm trying to think of what it's what's actually called. Uh, um but um yeah so that that is obviously it's a lot cheaper than replacing the whole windshield so yes you you can get just the little the little ding fixed on there in um and 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 more than likely it's not going to
4: spread out okay well i guess my concern was if the ding is fixed and then you know it later spreads uh does that ordinarily happens or is there a slim chance that that will happen?
3: I'm actually not real sure. Um, I guess Mike's not listening today, or he would he would have called in already. Okay, uh, I'm
1: writing th- notes. Transmission yeah. expert and windshield guy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Shirley, you know we'll get we'll get in contact uh, with uh, Mike if you wanted to email us auto at mpbonline.org or here yet. Better yet, uh, we're mm-hmm. gonna have Jay White put you on. I'm gonna put you on hold and let's get mm-hmm. your information information. information and we can uh, get our windshield guy to to call you back because yeah you know I know there are star patterns and there are Mm -hmm. other things and we'll find out uh, the the best what's best for you so you just hang on Shirley because because you're our friend and we want to take care of you (laughs) let's also go to our friend in Gulfport and talk to Rebecca Rebecca thanks so much for calling in to autocorrect today what's your comment or question
8: Well, I have a 2006 town and country-based model, and every time—well, not every time, about every third, fourth time that I fill it up with gas, I pull away from the pump, and it goes into the herky-jerky. Herky-jerky? Like it's not not getting gas, like somebody has slammed on the brakes in front of me or something, and it does it for maybe 500 feet to a quarter of a mile, and then it's fine the rest of the tank.
3: Wow, that's
8: weird, yeah. It's very,
3: it's very <laughs> weird.
8: Um, they, they have changed the filter. They have changed the purge valve. They have they fixed the ERG sensor or something or another, and it's still doing it.
3: Okay. Um, probably what I, I would do is, is definitely, you know, right when it does it, of course you have to catch it when it does it, it's to do a fuel pressure test and see if you're having some sort of delivery problem all of a sudden. And does, is the check engine light on or coming on when it's doing this? Nope. Okay.
8: And it only does it right after I fuel.
3: Right. Um, I'm I'm really not sure. That's something I would have to research or 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 talk to some of my my or someone in my network of car mechanics that may know what's going on. It's definitely something that I haven't heard of before. It's, that's that's kind of un, sounds like an unusual problem. And I'm worried about it because my
1: Grand Cause Caravan have, right. is
3: in an 06, and that's the same
1: thing same as a town and
8: country.
3: Right.
1: Rebecca, well, I, but let's... let's I, I
8: never had problems with my other town and country. Yeah. let's. This, mm, this well, thing is a special... <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're well aware of the specialness of Dodge yeah. and Chrysler products.
1: Well, this is a show we're going to give some extra love to our listeners. So, Rebecca, we're going to put you on hold and get your uh, contact information and we're going to see what we can dig up for you, okay? Thank you. Oh, you're Appreciate welcome. It. Our number is 1877 MPB ring. That's 18776727464. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're wondering what's coming up for new vehicles, but that's also between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
0: The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns.
4: If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, You can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org.
1: To autocorrect on MPB Think Radio, Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. Our guest today is Ivan Drury from the Vehicle Information Website Edmunds.com. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In in addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution because contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and for others to enjoy. Thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Remember, AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 Okay, in the news, Autocorrect had a podcast drop this morning. And Allison, you and I are not on it. Michelle, our show engineer is the host and the producer for Next Stop Mississippi, heard on MPB Think Radio's Fridays at 10 a.m. Michelle interviewed South Life organizer Roddy Merritt last week on her show, so I snuck out that audio and made a little five-minute autocorrect bonus podcast since... Drumroll, please. AutoCorrect is going to be broadcasting live from South Life. Oh, I'll, South you got Life your South shirt Life t-shirt on. Yes. on <laughs> at Trustmark Park, Saturday, July 31st at 11 a.m. And we hope everybody comes to this free event and hangs around while we do our show inside from the stadium. We're talking about new cars today or whatever you want to talk about. Email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org Allison you had a question for our good
3: friend Ivan Drury from edmonds.com I do so I'm, I'm sure you've heard this or, or, or talked about it a good bit but the um the microprocessor situation, yeah. that yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, maybe tell everyone what what is going on with that, and please tell me when it's going to be over because it's affecting me getting a race car. So I need to I need to know what's going on here.
0: <laughs> you and everyone else, unfortunately, this ah. is this has been a nightmare to say the least. Oh I mean, God. when we were coming out of the pandemic and. Automakers are finally producing cars again, and they had to adapt to the new rules about, you know, how many people are working on the assembly line, what kind of protective gear, how many people, you know, all these things they are mitigating all these problems. We never even produced enough vehicles last year when we were coming out of things in that third and fourth quarter. To keep up with demand, because so many people became reinvigorated with the idea of you know personal transportation matters to me because of safety or you know I just don't want to deal with the hassle anymore of other people. So we never even hit the level we needed to last year. And then on top of that, the microprocessor shortage. Suddenly, starts hitting not just one or two automakers, but virtually every single automaker is now facing this problem. What? Is, what is, is causing that?
3: What's? Why is there? Oh, wait, I did hear the video game makers were taking up on the microprocessors. Is that true?
0: So that's autos. Unfortunately, as important as they are to everybody <laughs> under the sun, it really only makes up three to five percent of semiconductor processor like purchasing. So mm. last year, when they canceled. All the automakers canceled their orders thinking nobody's going to buy a car. Deep recession. Didn't happen. They went back to the chip conductor makers and said, hey – We want to get our chips again. They said, too bad. You're at the back of the line. Your order has been canceled. And when you don't make up a large share of what they are selling, you don't matter as much. And there's a company in Taiwan that makes about 80 percent of these chips. So on top of, you know, just like the ordering process delay, supply and demand issues, they had a drought in Taiwan you need a lot of water to make these chips so again oh if, my I gosh. It, even if they even if you were up for order it wouldn't matter it was you were just essentially you know out of it i mean they couldn't even make them if they wanted to put you at the front line and guess what your cell phone your computer your smart washer and dryer your refrigerator everything that ps5 that nobody can seem to get their hands on for their kid or themselves all of these things take chips everything's on back order so essentially you've got new auto new cars on dealers lots it's getting harder and harder to find and the you know good thing if you're in the market and you have a trade-in your used car value is through the roof i mean we see vehicles that are two or three years old getting close to their original sticker price as they're selling price now and if you can actually find that next vehicle that you want then you're in you know you're in luck, number one, that you can even find it because inventory is so low, but your used car is worth so much that I say, you know, go shop it around to different dealers or to one of those online sellers or to anybody, you know, peer to peer, because that vehicle that you currently own is worth quite a bit. So like our caller with that 2015 CRV, maybe she has to take up an offer from that dealer if she wants <laughs> to slide into something new because you know, it's it seems kind of crazy, but it's like Tacoma's, uh Wrangler's, some high trim level trucks and large SUVs, they're commanding near new prices and that's really because what's the replacement for a car it's not the horse buggy anymore right so for
3: the
1: foreseeable future there are no, the, the the cars aren't going to be hitting the showrooms in uh, july in yeah. august
0: you'll you'll see them trickling through it will not be you know, blow out sales you're not going to have oh we're selling down the model year summer sell down all of that stuff's going by the wayside people are paying on new cars above msrp or they're paying at msrp which is again unheard of right we we right. assume for certain vehicles i'm gonna get three to five thousand dollars off zero percent right rebates on top of that and that's just becoming a, a thing of the past and i'd say you know in six months months, you'll probably be able to go, I'm um, you know have a good selection of what's available, but any version of normalcy in the new car market, we're still looking at like 12 months. I'm
3: because seeing an opportunity though- here for someone to start <laughs> raking these chips. I'm just saying. Well, I think the opportunity
1: is the mechanics <laughs> Actually, <yeah. laughs> because you want to keep your car in good order because you don't yes. want to have to get yeah, a I new want one. Want
3: to it. Oh. <laughs> I want a race car more than that.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's go to the phones from Jackson. We've got got edward on the line edward thanks so much for holding on what's your comment or question for autocorrect today
5: uh tell allison uh my firebird's still running great she knows uh, she knows oh hey I ed am. how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. are you are you okay
3: oh yeah i'm I'm sure your firebird is running good all, what all we ever do is just maintenance to it right this old firebird and he, and he does the transmission fluid and whatever else we did to oh, it
5: yeah. Did you get your race car built up
3: yet? I'm still working on it. I actually watched a video about how to finish your project car yesterday where they're like, just refuse to quit. And I was, like, stopping the video and crying. I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) I'm never going to get this car done. Yeah, I'm still working on it. Well, Edward, what's your question for AutoCorrect today?
5: That lady that called in that said when she fills her gas tank up, the chugs were about 500 feet before it starts running. Right tell her to get a new gas cap. You think? Oh, okay,
3: do you think it's maybe it's causing like a vacuum leak or something like that, maybe?
5: Something's going on. I've had two, three of my friends that work similar things like that and okay. uh, obviously the gas cap is not sealing off. This is a, a, a computer car, right? Well,
3: it was 06. Yeah. yeah. OBD2. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, okay. It's not, it's not like the old cars I use. But anyway, the gas cap is obviously is not sealing off and it's causing confusion with the fuel pump, and finally, after a little bit uh, of running, and everything everything sloshes around, and that thing finally seals off, and then starts running. So just tell her to get a good quality gas, app and uh, I think that'll probably take care of her problem. Okay, Edward, thank that's
1: you. Awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate you calling in today. John, Stephen, and Alan, hang on. We've got edmunds insight senior manager evan drury on the show and we are taking your review repair questions you can always send us an email auto at mpbonline.org we've got a new tuck review from casey williams coming up it is a behemoth this is auto correct on mpb think radio There's a new car review from casey williams it's auto casey on autocorrect
9: the vehicle we're driving this week is the ultimate combination of capability and luxury it's the 2021 ford f250 platinum trimmer edition so you've got from the outside it's all jacked up got the big wheels on it and tires already for off-roading got the running board's all tucked up underneath of to clear those obstacles when you climb inside of it and you will climb inside of it it's like a lincoln in there Heated and ventilated seats with seat massagers, the B&O audio system, automatic climate control, and the full suite of safety gear. Underneath the hood, you've got a 7.3 liter V8, delivers 430 horsepower and 475 pound-feet of torque. That's enough to tow 15,000 pounds, or haul about 4,000 pounds in the bed. All very, very capable. And of course, all this is going to come at a price. A base F-250 starts just over $34,000. This one has
1: equipped $73,825. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel.
7: A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think,
0: "Eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere.
1: This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Autocorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.com org, AutoCorrect is heard on the MPB Think Radio channel Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. And today our guest is Evan Drury from the vehicle information website, edmunds.com. I can't tell you how often I go to look at that website when I want information or when i want to uh, uh look for a new car in the past when i needed to I'm not going no sense in looking i'm not gonna, not gonna find one right now let's take a couple of these calls before we get back to uh ivan let's go to john in mobile john thank you so much for holding on and for calling into autocorrect what's your comment or question
7: thanks for taking my call liz um I had a question for Allison about the mechanics of car repair. Uh, Evan said that um, we're going to have to wait for new cars for quite a long time, so my 2001 Mercury is going to uh, have to do for the next year or so. It needs struts all around. And so what I want to ask Allison is, at the same time I get the struts replaced, can I get the... um, uh, the rotors replaced, and maybe the uh, brake pads uh, replaced on the front as well. Or all, are those all going to be separate jobs? Uh, I've read something about uh, some garages going by the book. So uh, they could break that whole process down into three or maybe four separate uh, jobs, work orders. Or they could replace the struts and put the parts that they remove uh, replace the parts they remove with new parts um, I wanted to ask about that and also I had a comment about uh, the lady whose Subaru has oil in the transmission, thank you
3: um, so the uh, what I would recommend is um, not replacing the rotors or pads unless you actually need them and when they go to take the tire off to do the struts uh, they can check it at that time and the chance of your front and, and rear going out at the same time is also highly unlikely because of the 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 um difference in ratio of braking between the front and the rear but um if they if they do need replace, like yeah, it, it it can take some time off. Like they they can charge a little less than they would if it was a separate job. So they um because they're they're already going in, they're in obviously they're in that that area. So yeah, they should they should be able to save you some time if if it needs replaced.
7: Okay, Alison, thank you. And uh, my comment for the lady with oil in her transmission is um, I'm not a lawyer now, but contact a lawyer and get um, or some person with weight and get them to send a letter. To that establishment, and tell them uh, that she means business because oil in a transmission is a very bad thing if that indeed is what happened. And um, no,
3: it, they didn't put oil in the transmission. They simply took the oil out of the of the transmission, so it was low on fluid, and then they added oil to the engine, and, st- and it, where they had not drained it, so it overfilled the engine. So. It, Engine oil didn't get in the transmission. It was just... It, it was, you know, so many quarts uh, low, and it, you know, of course, made the transmission act up. And then, and then of course, overfilling the engine with oil could potentially cause a problem there, too. So,
1: John, good luck with your struts, rotors, and pads, and we're so glad we've got caring listeners for our other caring listeners. Let's go to Theodore, Alabama, and talk with Alan. Alan, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question?
10: Well, I had a couple of suggestions. Well, I had a suggestion for the lady who's having problems with her automobile after she fills it up with gasoline.
1: Okay, what, what and- about the, the bucking?
10: Okay, this is what I'm getting at. Uh, what happens, and it can happen with any car, and sometimes it happens because of the place that you're getting gasoline, but commonly, from my experience, I've observed that there'll be a small amount of water that will pool in the bottom of the tank. Because the water is heavier than gasoline and when you fill up with gasoline it's going to stir things up just enough Some will start coming up through the riser tube to the pump and make things go wrong. There's a couple of ways that you can fix that without draining the entire tank and I'm not trying to sell anything I'm just an individual technician everything. You can go to any parts store or the super center and buy a bottle of what they call Gasoline uh, antifreeze. Heat, gas line Heat okay. right? Yes, ma'am. I didn't want to call the name. Oh, you can. It's yeah, it's fine. It's H E E T. Yeah. The the red is methanol and the yellow is ethanol or vice versa. Or you can buy a single uh, 16 ounce bottle of Sea Foam if you want to be extra safe. And just dump one of those into the tank, and it will blend with that water and it'll burn that out in a normal manner and it'll save the person a lot of diagnosis trouble. And then uh, it costs a little bit more, but if you just buy a bottle of seafoam and drop in there uh, a tank full maybe this week and then the next time you have to do it, do it again, and she won't have any more problems and it'll save her a whole lot of money.
1: So it couldn't hurt to do that at all?
10: It, it yeah, not will any. not hurt. The sea foam is the safest because it's blended with uh, a little bit of oil and a little bit of chemicals, basically lighter fluid. And it, it's supposed to help, that's the safest thing, but you can use either of the brands of heat one time to a tank full and then that will probably take care of the whole thing. And if she wants to be safe, get a bottle of sea foam the following week and put in there, and she won't have any more problems.
1: Fantastic. Alan, we appreciate uh, your thoughtfulness and thinking about that. Steve, we're not going to be able to get to you, but I hope that you will send us an email, auto at org. Ivan, we've got one minute. Tell us in 60 seconds what's <laughs> great about Edmonds.com.
0: Oh, man, I think that if you're in the market for an automobile, new, used, certified, pre-owned, there's not a single piece of information that we do not have whether or not it's the specifications for, you know, the ride height, the weight of the vehicle, the MPG, but we get very detailed when it comes to pricing your car. I mean, we capture about one-third of all transactions that occur out there in the universe of autos, and it comes with every piece of data when someone buys a car, like if they had a trade, and if they had the APR they paid, you know, like every single piece of data that comes through and we try to make all that available on our website so if you're out in the market we definitely have answers for you when it comes to how much should i pay where should i buy said vehicle you know reviews of all kinds whether or not it's on new vehicles on dealerships um, that's both on sales and service so if you want to check those things out it just makes your life a lot easier to do that research beforehand
1: Well, and there's also tips and tricks, and I just learned about road noise, which you can find (laughs) on EDMUNDS, edmunds.com. Ivan Drury, you are our hero. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Oh, well, thanks for having me.
1: That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Michelle McAdoo. For Allison Walker, who I get to see her face. <laughs> ha ha, you don't get to, but I get to. You can see her face at South Life on July 31st at Trustmark Park. Yep. You can also see her face on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
0: an MPB Think Radio podcast.